here we are, and welcome to a special meta episode of Friday Night Movie, where where Lily and I are going to record a little intro here, and then we're going to go into the amazing, fun interviews that I got to do at Awesome Con this past year. But before we get into that, Lily, how are you doing? I'm good. I was at a kid's birthday party today. And somebody comes up to me and goes, wow, like I've been really following um, and your brother is crazy. And I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? Wait, they're someone like, in the Canary Islands is following yeah. this? And they're like, and they're like I'm like, sorry, I'm sorry, what? My brother? You're, you mean Jose's brother? I'm like, what? What are you talking about? They're like, well, um, the Instagram stories, like he's nuts and seems really busy. And I was like, are, are you following Pancake Four Tables? Is that what you're talking about? She was like, yeah. Um, I'm like, so you, you don't follow the podcast Instagram, but you follow Pancake Four Tables? She was like, I guess. I'm like, well, can you also follow our podcast? <laughs> and she was like, wait, your brother's got a lot going on. <laughs> I was laughing yeah, so that, hard. I was like, it's pretty that, entertaining, isn't it? That, Especially that, that this weekend. Just... This weekend, yes. Um, uh, well, that's great to know that the podcast is making it out all the way the to the birthday yeah. party scene. I was, as I was approaching people for interviews, I was telling them that we had international listeners, and I know that it's true, and you know that it's true, but it you got to wonder how much people believe you. So, hopefully, right. the amazing people that uh, took time to spend chatting with us, um, uh, they they will hear this and, and believe us further based on that story that I did not know you were going to tell. And <laughs> do you have before we go in? into the interviews that I conducted with three amazing groups of, or, or individuals slash groups of people. Uh, do you have any questions for me about my experience? Would maybe you'd like to interview me about Awesome Con? Um, yeah, I mean, I just want to know, like, you've been to a few different cons at this point. I just want to know, like, what, what's, you know, the overall vibe and, um, what it was like to be there with the creators of the All Star Comic Con there as fans. I'm assuming, right? They're just there. Yeah, they they well, they organized they organized a big meetup and they're out with their kids and shopping with their kids, Mike and Kevin. And yeah, it was very cool to see them. So okay, so I've been going to Awesome Con for a number of years, and the and I, I've been bringing the family every year, and it's always been in a very in a big space since it was taken over by this bigger con company in the DC Convention Center. But we've seen it over the years just get bigger and bigger and bigger, both in terms of the number of people participating and in terms of the level of celebrities. And this time, a it was mobbed. There were tons and tons of people, amazing cosplayers everywhere were really really nice people the vibe is always really really nice very inclusive atmosphere but in terms of celebrities which is not necessarily the focus of every comic-con but i think when you have one this big and you're paying a lot of money you know you want to have them they reached i don't know if they could ever outdo what they did this year for me because this time they had the one the only weird al yankovic it's pretty impressive he was, was there, and he what? He was. Is he just like there all day, like standing behind a desk, just waving at people, like Queen or the Pope? 
Well, he did a he did a Q and A on the first day, which I got to attend, which was really fun. And he just took he took an hour of questions, or maybe forty five minutes of questions from fans, just one by one. The fans yeah. were so kind and so respectful of everybody's time. Everybody followed the rules. Nobody made it about them. And he just boom answered question by question by question, and was just really sweet to everybody. What, what was the like? What was the best question you heard? Ooh, what was the best question I heard? I think um, the I best question legend. I heard was, well, there were a lot of, the thing with Weird Al is that a lot of questions, when you follow him as much as I have, a lot of the same questions get asked over and over again. And so, um, there, so you kind of, I was looking for things, maybe things I hadn't heard or some, maybe some outlandish moments. And one great moment was, A, someone asking him who he thought the other good parody people were today. Oh, and he cool. talked about the Lonely Island and he talked about the Flight of the Concords. And I forget the other one that he talked about, but he, he talked about those two. And but the point he made about it was that what's great about all these other people doing parodies is that not everybody's doing the same thing. Everybody has a different angle that they're approaching it with. And so it's not a competition, but he really loves the work that those guys are doing. And I think he's I don't know if he's collaborated with Flight of the Concords, but he's definitely collaborated with the Lonely Island guys for like a carpool karaoke. And so I thought that was a really cool insight because I'm very interested into what he's listening to and following. Um, and then right, the like, I, like, I don't like, yeah, does he just like, I can't imagine what he sits at home and just like listening to. Yeah, exactly. And then there was this great moment where a woman, it was towards the end and a woman comes up and asks him who he thinks the best rapper is because he has rapped on a number of, songs and he's gotten very high compliments from people did for he say his... coolio no he just said <laughs> he just said himself which That's i thought cute. was like, yes which i thought was cute and also like a very rap thing to say like rappers are always hyping themselves so he i think because he didn't want to he was very conscious not to play favorites in different situations and so did anybody he... ask him like his real thoughts on prince uh, he's been asked the Prince thing so many times. A room full of hardcore fans were not going to ask gonna him ask about him. Prince. Like he mentioned Prince and how he'd never gotten to do a, a parody of Prince, but nobody got up and asked him. I think someone referenced Prince a little bit, but not really. Um, but then I got to go to his autograph station on the first day and meet with him for a couple minutes and he signed a bunch of autographs and he was super kind and sweet. And you know how I get. I get very anxious when I meet my heroes because... Like, Lord knows what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do. Is this but the, I was, only the second time you've met him since that first time years ago in Montreal when you were a kid? So when I was 10 years old, I told him this story. I said, I just want you to know when I was 10 years old, my mom stormed her way backstage at the Just the, for Last Festival, and she made you wait at your tour bus for me, just like they did on the Goldbergs. And I came back, and I met you, and you shook my hand, and you said, to keep in touch. And so I'm here. And he said, I'm here. And he said, 20 years later, 29 years later. (laughs) And he said, I'm glad you did. And then he signed a few autographs. And then we chatted a little bit about some songs. And I mentioned to him that the kids were coming the next day and they were going to take pictures with him. And he was really excited about that. And I then talked to him about one of my favorite songs, which was Genius in France, which is a Frank Zappa. uh, tribute song, if you will. It's not exactly a parody. And he was very cool about explain. I asked him, he was very cool about explaining a little bit about that recording process. And then the next day we brought the kids to meet him at the photo op and he couldn't have been kinder. And sure, he's so nice. He seems like such a nice dude. 
Uh, Jose was like, who is this guy? Why is that always Shai's avatar when he like plays a game? Why does that look what does that guy look like with avatars that Shai chooses when he plays like, Nintendo? And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna let, let this one go. I can't. Like I don't have the headspace right now to get into it, but it's really important to Shai. <laughs> so- so 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 it was a very very i would say like emotional 24 hours it was rewarding it was great to spend time with him you know he's just one of these people i'd love to be friends with and then the rest of the con was just a great vibe we were walking around people were really sweet to the kids i have um a very special story to tell when we talk do our cobra kai bit about meeting the entire cast of uh, or not the entire cast, but the lead cast of Cobra Kai, and um, Ralph Macchio, yeah, uh, Billy Zabka, and Martin Cove. But I will save that for our next episode. For sure, we're going to record in a few minutes. Uh, and with that, let's get into those interviews. Enjoy. Here we are at AwesomeCon with. DC area legend, oh, nice. Friday Night Movie All Star. Yeah. In fact, All Star is the best way to describe him. We've got Mike McNutt. It's All Star Weekend here at Awesome Con. <laughs> exactly. We got Mike <laughs> McNutt, founder of the All Star Comic Con, which is a month away, a little over a month away. You know what? I'm not good with numbers. Uh, it's like see. six weeks away. A little more than a month away. Yeah. And as everybody knows, Friday Night Movie will be there. We will be taping bits. We will be promoting the heck out of it. Come on down. It's an incredible pop culture community. But you guys have come out and gathered a group of people here at Awesome Con yep, today. Yep, we had a meetup today. It was really cool, about 2 o'clock this afternoon. Um, good number, about 40, 50 of our favorite All-Stars and some new All-Stars. We appreciated that. Came out. We gave away some T-shirts. We gave away some hats. We gave away some tickets. Gave away our, um, our, you know, our franchise rings. We gave our All-Star Awesome Con rings. I've got only, my yellow ring. Only 25 were made for this special day. So um, everyone just enjoys themselves. Now we've kind of set the crew out about Awesome Con with a lot of our 25% off passes uh, to give to people that they think, you know, are part of the tribe. That's awesome. I met a couple of folks. I will be passing that along as well. Thank you. Yeah, it was really cool that people, when I first walked in, were like screaming from everywhere, all-star. Like, that's a really great feeling to know that, you know, the brand and our faces are really being recognized at an event this huge and impressive. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, the intimacy of all-star is one of the things that, as incredible as AwesomeCon has been, I miss the intimacy There's room for every kind of con there is and we're a unique kind of con we are not a celebrity con you know we are not just a cosplay con we're a fandom experience and adventure for everyone all ages all you know heights weights everybody that's awesome <laughs> I, i'm so excited for it now because you're on Friday Night Movie. Oh, yes. And we love our bits. We love our games. I'm going to play a little buy, rent, or meh with you. I think you played okay. that with us before. I buy it, rent it. Or meh, something. I'm going to give you three things. Okay. you got to slot them one into each of those categories. All right. Like you'll That's buy easy. it, like you'd put that in your iTunes library. Yep. You'd rent it, you'd stream it, or meh. And now that meh can have whatever quality you'd like it to have. It can be a meh, like you hate it, or it can be like a meh. Please don't make me choose. Okay. okay. Cool. I'm in. Give me. Now, give me. Now you just met 
the great Danielson himself, yes, Ralph Macchio. Yes, I did. And you had him autograph something really special. Yeah, Do you want to so describe cool. that? Well, um, before I give you my bio. Several right months ago, Kevin and I, Kevin Bednar is my business partner for All Star, we went out to LA for the Stanley Tribute. And the day before we went to the Stanley Tribute, we happened to do kind of our own personal Delta Bravo tour. And Delta Bravo Urban Exploration is a kind of a crew uh, founded by Danny Boy O'Connor from House of Pain, who will be at All Star Comic Con. Hashtag awesome. always plugging. Um, <laughs> but what we do is you kind of find you know, memorable landmarks from movies, TV, uh, you know, special pop culture references or special historical references. So uh, I forget the actual name of the apartments, but those apartments that Daniel LaRusso lived at during the Karate Kid are still there. And from the outside facade, it's the exact same look as it was back in 1984 or so when the movie came out. So Kevin and I spent some time in that one and several other locations. But I took a picture of me doing the um, uh, the fall when Daniel kicks the door open and his friend, soon to be not friend, Freddie falls over on the backside. Yeah, Freddie, by the way. Yeah, Freddie. That is a fair weather friend if I've ever seen friend one. for real. But um, he takes the fall. So there's a picture of me taking the fall above the actual scene of Daniel kicking the door. So Ralph got uh, a pretty good laugh out of that. So it was a good time. You know, it's, it's a karate kid. You got to. Okay. All right. So by renter, man. Okay. Daniel's three finishing moves from the three movies. Okay. okay. You've got the crane kick. Mm -hmm. you got the drum punch. Mm -hmm. And you have the lesser known kata, kata. that he does oh. in what I think is the underappreciated Karate Kid Part 3. Wow. You would think that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Buy. All right. Um, definitely. I've got to buy the crane. Um, most uh, telegraphic uh, <laughs> move of all time. But it's iconic. Now, yeah. you see it a mile away. What is he going to do? There's nothing else you can do with one leg raised and the other two in an open position. And they've also showed it to you in the movie multiple yes. times yes. and told you there is no defense. Yeah, I'm like, there isn't? Because obviously there was a defense because Chosen in number two crushes it, defended it, like yeah. threw it out the window. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You know, like Chosen's like, what are you doing, dude? I kill people for a living. <laughs> you know? Okay, so I got to buy that just because of the iconic nature of it. Now, the next two, really tough. Um, rent, I'll rent Kata. You'll rent, rent Kata. Kata. Because oh, you know that what? warms my heart. There's a little bit of secrecy in there. There's a little bit of movement. There's a little bit of like, like the one guy was like, I think he's having a hallucination, Daniel. Like, it is kind of weird. It's it's good for the body, soul. It's a little bit of Tai Chi there going on. Oh, yeah. You know, you kind of do, like, the last dragon thing when your arms are moving and you're going in multiple different directions. Like, I get that. Meh. And I mean this in a negative way. So there is no under misunderstanding <laughs> is whatever the hell the drum thing was. <laughs> I don't understand it. Do you think they were like, let's just do a punch in this movie instead of a kick? Well, I think so, but I, I, you couldn't find all the martial artists in the world. You couldn't find something else like, hey, listen, we got this crane thing. We need a new trademark for this movie. Hey, how about when the guy comes to you, you just punch him repeatedly? <laughs> oh, like it wasn't a block punch thing. Like I thought it was going to be something because the, the drum, the way the arms move in the drum, I'm like, okay, well, there's the left blocking and then the right punches, which really isn't some kind of magical move. It's simply a block and a counter. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well. <laughs> I mean, not that I'm, you know, Mr. Bruce Lee and all, not even Mr. Bruce Lee Roy, but yeah, I got to meh that one. And uh, very well, I, I agree wholeheartedly with you. The, the the case I'll make for the kata yeah. and Karate Kid Part 3 is... I gave it the silver medal. Yeah, I gave yeah, it a rent. I'm, I'm, I'm just going <laughs> to agree with you and make the case for why it carries a rent, because you can't really beat the crane kick. Is it if, Are you watching Cobra Kai right now? 
Yes. Okay, so Cobra Kai, which we are four episodes into in my household, which is terrific. Oh, it's a great show. I feel like the lessons that they were teaching with that kata of peace and balance are getting, but were done in a way too cursory way in Karate Kid Part 3, are being teased out in a much better character-driven way in the Cobra Kai series. So for me, retroactively, that kata looks way cooler because you see Daniel as this more spiritual character, as this more uh, pensive, meditating character, a little more Miyagi-esque now. And also, have you ever seen the movie Semi-Pro with Will Ferrell? Yes, I have. So when he celebrates that the teams are going to go to the NBA and he's swinging his arms wildly, that looks like the drum thing from Karate Kid Part (laughs) 2. That's why I do not respect it. It's just Will Ferrell swinging his arms in a circular motion. I don't understand it. Well, that is amazing. Mike McNutt, founder, co-founder of the All-Star Comic Con, which Friday Night Movie will be at in June. Where can people follow you guys? Where can people still get tickets? They can still get tickets at theallstarcomiccon.com. Hold this for me real quick. I have my sons with me. I'm going to there's something just in case. I don't know when you release the show. When do you release the show? Uh, I'm going to edit this as before before that's up. So okay, I'm going so to try to do it tomorrow. For everyone listening on the podcast, before May 1st, 2019, if you use the code ALLSTAR25, ALLSTAR25 at theallstarcomiccon.com, you get 25% off any pass that we have left. So there you go. So you can catch us at theallstarcomiccon.com. Social media, it's at All-Star Comic Con on Facebook and on Twitter, All-Star Comic Con. And on Instagram, it's the All-Star Comic Con. Okay. Now, last thing before we go. Ooh, come here. you see Endgame? Yes, I did. All right. Without any spoilers. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> without any spoilers. So my tears, that's all. Okay, all right. So that's it. Okay, that's the tears. It's, it's, it's an epic movie that completes the circle in a way that I didn't think they were going to just because it's pretty ballsy to close the circle on several of these folks. Yeah. Or close the circle on the entire 22-movie saga. Unprecedented. Yeah, it's unprecedented. unprecedented. There's always that what if, dot, dot, dot. There is no dot, dot, dot. That's it. And right. it was a beautiful, beautiful and, movie. And I think what they did brilliantly also is they freed themselves up now to, like, if you were reading a book or watching a series, the series over, now people can jump on with some of the other characters exactly. where they show you where the emphasis is going to be, but you don't have to feel the pressure of 22 movies yeah. anymore. And you don't have also kind of the fan disservice of saying, we want Blob back, we want this. Like, no, it ain't happening. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. So we've moved on just like a comic book, but you know what? Sometimes comic books bring people back. So who knows? We all don't know. But overall, just looking at it from a 22-movie perspective, what they did was an incredible undertaking that I think a lot of people still do not properly put in its place in history. Oh, yeah. That you're putting this story together over 10 years in 22 films, and it's cohesive. And they didn't blow it. Yep, and they didn't <laughs> blow it. And the end, yeah, the, the end is the ultimate payoff. It could have been five hours. I didn't care. Oh, it yeah. was a great movie. Yeah, there were, there, that was great. Well, thanks so much, and thanks for doing this, Mike. I know My you're pleasure. busy. Have a great time at Awesome Con, but Thank most you. importantly, cannot wait to see you again in a few weeks yes. for All Star. And I'm going to, Saturday night or Friday night, we're all going to talk movies. Oh, yeah. Hang out, talk movies or something. Absolutely. All right. Oh, yeah. My, my sisters will be at the party. So party party happen. time. All right. Take care. All right. Bye bye. Shy here from Friday Night Movie Podcast with Laura Gingrich, an incredible artist and creator. I feel so lucky that I just ran into her. She was giving away free stickers, and I love free stuff. So do my kids. And she is the creator of a new children's program, animated program, called Fish 
sh fish and ships. Hmm. And I'm going to ask her a few questions about that, and then she is also going to she's graciously agreed to play a little by renter man with us. <laughs> so, Laura, first of all, tell us all about fish and ships. What is it? Hi, Shai. Thank you so much for having me on. It's incredibly being here in Awesome Con DC. So Fish and Chips is a show that I'm creating. It's been in my head for about seven years. And what we've got right now is we are, we've got a world and we've got a country where we're engaging with people with different backgrounds and different cultures and different priorities. And we're not really communicating with one another. We're not talking to each other. And so in a lot of other content, you'll have bad guys. You'll have big, monstrous people who are trying to destroy the planet. Which I would say for my kids is sometimes a stopping point because they have increasingly gotten afraid of bad guys. As as they're really little, I'd show them things that terrified them, but they didn't know what they were. But now that they're really aware of that good and evil, mm. they'll ask me, they're like, oh, does that have a bad guy? I'm not interested in a bad guy. So if I may ask, hmm. what made you decide not to have bad guys? Because so much content, it's like, you've got the bad guy. You destroy him, and the world is okay now, except the problem is in real life, let's say you do have a disagreement with someone, let's say you do find someone you don't understand, you start developing prejudices against, you know, you can't just start making assumptions about these people and then all of a sudden, like, you can't blow people up. <laughs> you can't do it. So much content. You got a you got a bad guy, you blow him up, and the problem's solved, and that's not how the real world works. So how do your characters break down? Are they like a community? Are they um, uh, new people who enter into like a new world, like an immigrant situation? How does the story unfold? So the pilot definitely deals with immigration. We've got five characters on the island so far. And then just like any good pilot or any good intro story, you've got one new character. And so for the pilot, you go through his eyes and you get to, you get he gets an introduction to each of the characters and what they do and what they specialize in and, and what they bring to the table and what they bring to their community. So we love, one of the things we talk about on Friday Night Movie all the time is character development. That is usually, whether we want it or not, it becomes the like bar by which we we end up loving something. So I'm looking at the character sheet right now. I will add a picture of this when we do the when I when we drop the episode. Um, there is a raccoon lemur type character, mm -hmm. and then there's a whole bunch of I would say humanoids with mm -hmm. different shaped ears. Uh, can you walk me through some of the different characters? Absolutely. So what I've been doing lately is I've been doing these character explorations. And with those, I've been using a shorthand of historical figures. So I've identified a historical character that kind of represents each of these six characters. So instead of giving you a 10-minute summary about this girl here, the little girl with Impala ears, all I say is Nikola Tesla. And you have a pretty good idea of who she is. So she's like an inventor, mm -hmm. likes energy. An eccentric scientist that just pursues for the sake of science itself, often just going above and beyond. And the wonderful, like, the, and I love her, and I, co I come from um, San Francisco in the Bay Area, so tech oh. is like totally up my alley. My sister Becky lives in Berkeley. <gasps> That's right. She's over at Pixar, or uh, was for a while. Her brother is at Pixar. Sorry, her brother. Her husband is at Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. She is a documentary filmmaker. Uh, uh, I love documentaries. I love documentaries so much. I don't have the patience to make them, but I love consuming them. <laughs> okay, so so she's Nikola, Nikola Tesla. Tesla, Eisenhower, oh. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Amazing. And I, I would add, just for the viewers, the Ruth mm. Bader Ginsburg character here is a beautiful black woman with a very large, like Afro-like hairdo, which I think is such a cool way that you put Ruth Bader Ginsburg into a character that doesn't look like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. What makes you come to that conclusion as an artist? 
It was because I already knew I had an idea of who these characters were and then and what they were trying to do and how they went about their lives. And then I went and found historical characters that kind of represented that. It's not that I was like RBG. It was that she, in my mind, was the first character really to really come together. She was for a very long time like the leader. She still appoints herself as the leader. She's always fighting for the little guy. She's always standing up and, and she fights for equality. And so the more I thought about it, I went through a bunch of different historical figures. And I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg was the one that I found best kind of inspired that or best related to that idea, that character, that drive. Okay. Tell me about the lemur. Oh, the lemur is wonderful. You, okay. have a, you have an awesome stuffed animal of the lemur as Thank well. you so much. He's lemur. Um, he's, his name is Monkey. He's not a monkey, though. He was originally a capuchin, but we just went through draft after draft after draft of, like, uncanny valley capuchin monkeys. And I finally <laughs> just got to the point where I was like, you know what? Let's go with the lemur because you've got kind of the panda aesthetic. He's very easy to read because you've got uh, a very iconic face. It makes me, you know, one of my fa I don't know if you... Uh, were a fan of the Avatar series, but it, it evokes to me Momo, the, the lemurs, and the many other lemurs from the Avatar series, which is one of my favorites. And that seems to have been working really well, too, in terms of, like, people walk by, Momo, wait, is that Momo? And then you start the conversation. <laughs> oh, that's really, really cool. Okay, in this group, is there a hmm. character you identify with most? I, uh, you know what's really funny? I identify very much with these two, with Nikola Tesla and the RBG character. The Eisenhower was very, very important, but it was very hard for me to understand, and I had to have a lot of conversations with people that were not like me to really understand what drives someone who is very family-oriented, who's a, a protector, who's very risk-averse. Um, but when I talk to other people about me, they tell me that I am more like Tessa, who's actually, we've got a lot of historical figures, and she is Audrey Hepburn, oh, who wow. is actually more of an actress. So you're like wondering, like, why an actress? Well, because soft power, and she's very quiet, and she's very aware and very sensitive, and she's very emotional. She's the most emotionally mature one of the whole bunch. Wow. So that's who people tell me I'm like, but I don't think so. I, I feel, you know what it is? I'm a shy extrovert. Oh, okay. That, that, those exist. Those exist. I'm married to an outgoing introvert. So, uh, <laughs> so all right. We are here with Laura Gingrich, mm -hmm. creator of Fish and Chips. Now, you've been very gracious. Thank you. To play to, with your time. But before you go, you got to play some Buy, Rent, or Man with us. Okay? All right. Now, you are an animation expert in the field of storytelling with the animated ways. And we were talking a little bit about Pixar. I'm going to throw three major... Oscar-winning Pixar epics at you and ask you to buy, rent, or meh. And now remember, buy means you love it, you want to take it home, put it in your iTunes library. Rent, you'll stream it. And meh, you can define whatever you mean by meh. It can be a very complex meh or it can be like a meh. So, Inside Out, Up, and Coco. No. Buy, rent, it's or so meh. so hard. That, that is the point. Now, if Lily was here, my middle sister, she, would, she cheats every single time. So and, and refuses to put things in categories. So if you really don't want to, or like you know, oh, people I can. Who, you know, okay. so Inside Out, Up, and Coco. Yeah. All right. You know, I met a girl once who was on the Up team, and her entire job for like six months was drawing veins on leaves. That's amazing. For six months. So I'm gonna have to go with Meh would be Coco okay. because I love the visual design of that movie and I love the culture and how well it represents and expresses and explores that. But 
Coco is a story about a little millennial kid <laughs> who's kind of a little jerk when he's young and his whole family is like, you know what's important to us? Family. Family is important to us. And he's like, I don't think family is important. And for 90 minutes, he goes through that story. You go through it with him. He doesn't learn anything. Oh. The main character in Coco has no character arc. Oh, wow. And it's not like a good Forrest Gump movie where everyone else has a character. Your protagonist of Coco does not learn anything. Everyone's just like, wow, we were all along. It's like Footloose of like, no one can dance, no one can listen to music. Sure, it's, a, it's an absurd problem. But the kid never wow. realizes that, that family's important that, and he never goes through a crisis either. Where he's like, whoa, whereas, I'm sorry, mom and dad. You do matter to me. Whereas nope. I would say his grandmother and his grandfather probably go through a much more interesting journey as far as forgiveness and uncovering the truth about their relationship. But they are yeah. really side characters. Very cool. Okay. Up and inside out. So I'd have to rent Up because I love that movie. And it's so delightfully eccentric. I also met a woman who's working on it before I came out and she tried to pitch it to me. And I was like, what's happening in Baltimore, or, um, Berkeley right now? Like, have you guys been going to Berkeley like a little too frequently? Because that's absurd. And I love it and it's a great story and it's very visually beautiful as well with the balloons and it's very iconic. But I would have to buy Inside Out because I think it is such a powerful story and I also love how Inside Out has helped kids oh, who yeah. have trouble communicating where like they have these tools now where you have all of the different characters and it's like, how are you feeling? And instead of being able to say, like, I'm really mad right now, they can't do that, but they can point to the angry character, and that just warms my heart in such a way. Well, thank you so much, Laura Gingrich, creator of Fish and Ships. Where can people follow you? What can people do to support you as an artist? Thank you so much for having me on, Shay. Um, let's see. The easiest way to find me is lauragingrich.com. That's L-A-U-R-A-G-I-N-G-R-I-C-H.com. And there you can see the pitch video, a small summary, and you can find the social links where you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Thank you so much. You have loyal fans at Friday Night Movie from now on. Pleasure. Thank you. We just shook hands, but you can't see it, audience. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, Friday Night Movie family, you've just finished listening to part one of our Awesome Con special. Hope you enjoyed listening to the interviews with Laura Gingrich, creator of Fish and Ships, and of course, Mike McNutt, co-founder of the All-Star Comic Con, where Friday Night Movie will be exhibiting in June. You can follow us, all of our shenanigans, at Friday Night Movie on Instagram and Twitter. You can buy tickets for All-Star, 25%. Uh, discount if you order before May 1st. Come hang out with us. Come tape a segment the way Mike and Laura did. We'd love to have you. You don't even have to be promoting something. We just want to play any one of our crazy Friday night movie games with you if you come by. And of course, you can follow me at Pancake for Table. Stay tuned for part two of our Awesome Con special, which is essentially devoted to what I would call a, a team-up episode of myself and Craig and John from the Take Two Takedown podcast. And it is a hilarious time. Hope you enjoy it. And uh, thanks so much for listening.